Christos anesti ek nekron tanaton tanaton patisas, keti sentis mimas iso in carisamenos. Yep, it's Ascension Thursday. But it's probably not where you are. It's not where I am. They moved it to Sunday. I'm still waiting for them to scratch out the 40 days after Easter and put a three there. 43 days. You would think with all of the uh, stay-at-home and coronavirus and all of the things being lifted that they would, since they did all this for the convenience of, uh, you know, in, in the past I've put, I've mentioned on here that, at least according to our bishops' conference, people can't be bothered to go to church on a day other than Sunday. So everything holy gets moved to a Sunday. And, you know, the pastoral thing is, well, that would probably mean more people would come. But, you know, church attendance has borne out that that really is fantasy land or dream world or some sort of. But you'd think they would have had Ascension Thursday today. But liturgically what i what you just heard is the greeting the 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 sea shanty of mother church for easter our lord has conquered death here i'll give it to you in english christ is risen from the dead and by his death he has trampled upon death and has given life to those who were in the tombs it makes you want to just Get on board that ship and go out and conquer lands, doesn't it? That's what we're supposed to do. I'm a little bit charged up. I just noticed in the past few days, suddenly, suddenly, there's an interest in communion in the hand. Now, you might think, oh, praise be our Lord. You know, it got me thinking earlier today. I was communicating with Cindy Paslaski, our, our venerable executive secretary of the Bellarmine Forum, previously the Wanderer Forum Foundation. And I got tickled because she's reading uh, 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 Warren Carroll, Dr. Carroll's stuff. And here I was, I was listening to Father Vincent Michelli. And it reminded me of a conversation years ago. You know, as I've been watching this, I'm like, why? Why have all of these institutional or go-to Catholics just totally ignored communion in the hand for the past 20 years? It, it's not just that I've put things up. I've watched other discussions just totally get ignored, except by certain crowds. It's never been ignored among the people I just mentioned. It's never been ignored by the Wanda Reform Foundation, the Bellarmine Forum. And when I was reminded of this conversation with Bill Mara, he, he and I, and this is what used to happen. It, these guys, they all talked about the Bill Maras and the others. They had a lot of the same topics. They had a, a, a unique way that you picked up as you listened to these people of approaching the church. There were a lot of issues they understood after Vatican II. And when you go out and you look at stuff today, you realize there's a big gap here. The people who are so certain and authoritative on the church today, one, they lack the charm and some of the sincerity and personality of those old guys. I mean, Father Michelli was a riot. So was Dr. Bill Mara. So, I, I mean, and, you know, I, I just did a comparison. I'm like, I remember there I was 
this before law school and, and Dr. Mar and I were guests at the same place and, and we, we find ourselves, he would confuse me with somebody else in Cincinnati had nine kids. So that would start our conversation. He said, Oh, oh delicious conversations. <laughs> Colorful guy. But we got talking about father Michelli, God rest his soul. And I think he was predicting this day. He was talking about father Michelli speaking about the new church. Now, I always in my head when I heard it when I was younger thought they were talking about the progressives, you know, the, 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 new, the, the new church in the sense of the progressives and everything replaced. But when I think back on it, he was talking about the, the absence, the void created. You know, I'm going to start putting some of this older stuff. I've done it in the past, but I, I think there's, I, it's kind of inspired me to come up with a new stratagem of presenting topics that were so familiar back then. Communion in the hand, for example, Dr. Mar and I talked about it. Mother Angelica, constant, constant topic that came up. Her and I talked about it in, in, you know, many times. She talked about it on her live show a lot. Uh, Akita brings it up. When uh, people from Akita came to Mother's show, they talked about communion in the hand and how that was important to our blessed mother. When we post it, it's interesting to you guys that listen but don't you think that should be a bigger topic? Think about it for a minute. Father Harden, he brought it up. I've got that thing. Uh, Father Harden, anything you can do to stop communion in hand now will be blessed by God. It's done pretty well, but that should be, that should have generated and should have maintained constant discussion since 1997 when Father Harden said those things or since 1994 when Mother said those things. There's a gap. There's few of us that remember them. And it remembered those discussions. And what's happened is as priests who used to say these things were marginalized by their bishops, removed from their pastorships, shipped out to pasture, or, God forbid, sent to, uh, for being too rigid or too stern or too rough, sent away and been, I don't know what you would describe what happens at some of these places, lobotomized or neutered or ruined. And what has happened is those voices have become more and more marginalized in, in the void that was created. There's this new church that's filled the void. You've seen that, the Johnny come lately that comes in and the next thing you know, it doesn't matter. You can point out these previous people, you can point out anything and, and they, they know better. They are authoritative. And as you listen to the things they say, you realize they're very ignorant. They sound good. And the little the narrow topics they bring up or the narrow concerns that are informed by their naive views are good. Let's, let's get that part right. Yeah, they're, they're true. They're orthodox. But when I compare it to a Bill Mara, a Dr. Colson, a father Michelli, a father Hardin, any of mother Angelica, when I go back and I compare the voices I hear today to theirs, there's no comparison. You know it. If you're familiar with them, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I think Dr. Bill Maher tried to tell me in 1997 that here, here we are 24 years later, and it's precisely what he predicted. And I saw this this week when somebody pointed out to me that there's this huge discussion in communion in hand, and they're pointing out these old articles to a pretty big Catholic blogger and, and a pretty well-known uh, Catholic, you know, and then 
you can see what's going on. They're all generating and scheming on how do we tackle this new interest in this. And they're all writing stuff de novo. I think that's the best way to put it. There's a very limited scene of authority that they'll draw on. And their view of this in legal review, when you say we're going to make a de novo review, it means it's fresh, totally new. But I think de novo Catholic might be wrong. Because when the law does a de novo review, it does a thorough review of the entire record. I think the problem with the new church is it's sort of enclosed on itself. You see, people like Father Michelli, Bill Mara, Dr. Colson, some of these older people that were around, they were kooks. And the way they were marginalized stuck. And it's only if you squirreled away old tapes, cassette tapes, and books that you have it. Or if you met them, I was fortunate enough, God blessed me enough to be around a number of these people and absorb it and, 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 and just be fascinated with how they talked about church, how they talked about issues. And Dr. Rice, Dr. Charlie Rice is another one. He had the same kind of interest when he spoke on a topic it wasn't, it, you know, authority, that was what they say people about our Lord. They say that people marveled at him talking because he spoke authoritatively on things. Authoritatively isn't quite the right word, although it's the same marveling that I want to say. Those guys would inspire marvel, not because of their academic prowess, but because it was a holiness and in, in, in a sincere approach, and they weren't really interested in placating the zeitgeist i think that's the 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 problem with the de novo catholics today is they're only you know they're too afraid of of being out there a little bit or they're too you know they want to stay within the the permissible zone of the right way to talk or to you know present issues that are only interesting see when you're out soliciting memberships when you're out you know trying to stay relevant that's what's interesting to me Dr. Morrow wasn't relevant because he sought relevance. He was relevant because he was good. And when you heard truth, it rang, and you were like, yeah, I want to hear more of that. Same with Father Michelli. Now, I think priests and religious, they, you know, there's a, there's a whole other draw there. And it's funny. When you knew these people, I had the pleasure, thanks be to God, of meeting Father Lambert. God rest his soul, too. Father Lambert was the one that started the English edition of Lazervatory Romano. He's a Dominican. And he was here convalescing in Alabama uh, at, at Casa Maria years ago. And I would meet him. And it was funny because we would always get in, start getting into these discussions of these old characters. Father Michelli had great stories about Father Michelli. He's the one that got Father Michelli to teach the Gregorium, a Jesuit teaching at the Dominican Mother House. Think about that. It's a heck of a story. Now, I'm sure there's stories like that today, but they just, they don't permeate. And the personalities, there's something saccharine or artificial about the De Nova Church because it doesn't have the grab that those old guys did. I want to bring it up because I want to see if I can inspire that nostalgia in you and we've got things coming. You know, I want to talk about this de novo, this new church. It's Father Michelle, you would call it the new church problem. And how do we have, 
One of the things that the Bellarmine Forum is here to do is to be continuity, a time capsule, as you will. We're not always relevant in the sense of what people in the new church find interesting, but we've consistently been relevant on all these same issues. Think about that. A number of you contacted me after the last one. Keep it up. I'm glad to hear from you guys. Uh, I'm thinking about things to do with that too. We need to have a from the mail part or something like that where where these things. I've I've got a few questions that people have asked we need to get on the website, but I'm trying to think of a fun way to do it. Maybe once a month we just kind of pile them up and have an article that happens. That way everybody knows when it happens and they you know, they could think about, hey, I would like to see this discussed or something like that. And I, I want to get a panel of some priests that kind of have that kind of personality or that aren't afraid to speak that way or that we can make anonymous so they can speak freely. We'll talk more about that too. But happy Ascension Thursday. Let's go out with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Mother of our Lord, and he who ascended into heaven, pray for us. This program is a production of the Bellman Forum and is distributed for the greater glory of God.